everybody. Welcome to another great episode of the AroundTable.ca podcast. I am your Grandmaster host, Philly Phil, with my co-hosts here, uh, Stephen, Dino, and Johnny the Mesh. Hello, everyone. And Hello. I'm meshing around. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, this week's topic is, I think, uh, a topic that a lot of people have have spoken in, especially the last few years. And I've, you know, it's always a, a debate with friends and stuff like that. What are the best sequels um, in in everybody's repertoire, right? So everybody has their favorite. A lot of people say that the sequels are usually sucky and they're not as great as their, you know, the original movies and so on and. Usually the movies get worse and worse as the sequels go through. But in certain cases, it happens that, you know, in some cases, the sequel actually surpasses the original film or uh, it maintains the same level of quality all the way through. So um, here's our top five uh, around table sequel list. And uh, we're going to start with number five, which I think um, is going to be on a lot of lists and it may be higher in some cases. Uh, it's uh, Star Wars, uh, well, it depends what era you're in. In theory, right now, it's Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It was, years ago, it was the second uh, movie in the franchise. Um, unless you live under a rock, uh, I'm sure that you know what this, uh, what this movie is about. Um, just to give you a bit of context... Um, in, according to IMDb, the, uh, the synopsis is, After the Rebels are overpowered by the Empire on their newly established base, Luke Skywalker begins Jedi training with Master Yoda, and his friends accept shelter from a questionable ally as Darth Vader hunts them in a plan to capture Luke. Um, I put uh, Episode 5, we could have easily probably taken Episode 6 as well. I think the trilogy itself is a very solid trilogy. Um, so let's start the debate. What do you guys like about this movie um, as a sequel, in terms of a sequel? As a sequel, I thought it, it, it dealt well with the consequences of the, I uh, can't say the first film, but episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see the, uh, you know, Darth Vader is chasing the rebels after they destroyed the Death Star. He's hunting them down. He's searching for them, um, you know, with a vengeance. Um you know, it's it, it it's a continuation. It's one of the few movies that actually continue from the from the from the previous film. There's consequences to their actions. Um, everybody has something to lose and something to gain in one form or another in this film. Um, it's just a. It, I mean, I think upon initial release, it wasn't as popular at first. I think I was too young to understand all the overtones going on. But over time, I think people accepted that it is a, it is probably the strongest entry in the Star Wars trilogy, and um, I, it's still one of my go-to's. It for me it deserves to be on this list without a doubt. Whether it's higher or lower, it's up to you. One of the better sequels in movie history. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't personally I haven't seen that movie in a, in quite a while. But from what I remember at the time, it was a great continuation of the first one of the original Star Wars. And also, at the time, the graphics were pretty avant-garde for the late 70s there. And all those characters are pretty much uh, iconic. So, And still today, the newer generations are watching it also. So I think it, it 
it lasted through time. I think it aged quite well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the the Empire Strikes Back. Well, the, the, you know, you're saying that's when they, they, they came out with the Adobe system. It was THX, the, THX, THX, or the Adobe system first. It was, that, it was yeah. Lucas's own sound system kind of thing. Yeah, that I remember. It was amazing with the spaceship coming out. What I liked about it, the whole thing, is because when you watch Star Wars, you thought there it goes Darth Vader's finish. They're gonna crawl under a rock, and then the rebellions will just try to uh, like kill them off slowly by slowly, or defeat them slowly by slowly. While it comes. It comes the complete opposite. Even though they they, they destroyed his master plan, he came out with a vengeful. Eventual. It was still powerful enough to hunt them down, destroy who who he can destroy and everything. So like he wasn't down for the count. He came out he came out worse than he ever like like a wounded animal put put in a corner. Well, that's that's was Darth Vader and, and he and he showed his fangs in his teeth. And that's what I liked about it. It's like here you thought the storyline would change, but it came more dramatic that Darth Vader had. Eventually, everything was calculated. Even though one uh, one plan failed, he was able to counter counter that plan, and and then they were on the run. And then, you, so you don't know where the story is going after that. And that's what I liked about it. It's kind of realistic in a sense. Like sometimes, as soon as you think the you win a big battle, you think you win the war. Sometimes it doesn't happen, and that's what I liked about this movie. I think um, in my case, um, I have to say that I like the original. Uh, the original, original ones, uh, not the ones that were remastered in the last few years with the extra footage and the remastered graphics. Um, I still like the, 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 yes, the computer graphics were amazing for that time, but still what drove the movie, which I think a lot of other movies have kind of forgotten with time, hence Transformers, is that graphics goes, yeah, okay, <laughs> can take it a long way, but the story itself has to carry the movie. It's still the story and the writing that still has to carry the movie. And and and, and in this case, uh, in this case, I think it did it really, really well. And when, no, looking, I, obviously I was too young or I was not born for the original one. Um, I was actually four months old when this one came out. <laughs> Um, but when I watched it and I finally was able to watch it on VHS, it feels like a modern, uh, an old school version, movie version of a Game of Thrones where every, every movie kind of is to be continued and there's a solid ending at the end of the, the trilogy. Um, at least for the original trilogy. I can't speak for the, the ones that came out, the prequels that came out after. But uh, for me, I could have easily taken either episode six or episode five. To me, that's in terms of sequels, I think it, it's either uh, at par, at least at least at par with the original, uh, even though the original is really, really strong. So that's my, uh, that's my take on it. Any other comments? I thought that... Um... Thankfully, the trailers didn't ruin probably one of the greatest what-the-fuck moments in, in movie history when Darth Vader, he's his father, and everybody in the theater, I remember being in the theater, I'm old enough to be there, um, gasped. No one could believe it. That was like the greatest what the, the WTF moment of, of my childhood. You sat there in disbelief. When Luke screamed out no and let himself go, I think the audience did the same as well, and that's you ha I haven't seen that since, and that was just the greatest. And I think that's what solidified the movie for us. It took it into a different direction that I didn't think that was going to go that way. All right, 
So, uh, our number five, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody loved it. All right, number four on our, on our list. Um, this is a movie that came out in uh, June 15, 1979. Made about, in the box office, roughly around $200 million. Um, st- had a stellar cast um, in terms of who, well, the classics we see, uh, of the actors we see today in retrospect, uh, with Bur- Burgess uh, Meredith, Carl Weathers, Burt Young, Talia Shire, and Sylvester Stallone. And when you hear all those actors, there's only a series of movies that we know that they appeared in, and that's the Rocky series. And the sequel that we think that is number four on our list is Rocky II. Um, the, basically, Rocky II, in a nutshell, is Rocky one. I guess it's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Well, <laughs> sorry. Um, basically, it's Rocky 1, but he wins at the end. So it's the rematch. Um, he has um, basically his troubles with, you know, dealing with the loss in the first one, family troubles as well, doing the rematch, having uh, Apollo Creed kind of um, challenge, keep challenging him to do the rematch. Uh, still a great story. Uh, very strong sequel in my eyes. Um, I, you know, you can pick a few from the Rocky series. Um, Rocky three was meh. Rocky four was super patriotic. Rocky five is the one that nobody talks about. Uh, I think Rocky Balboa was the very strong sequel as well. Um, I think it's, it, it showed his age (laughs) in a way. Um, so, you know, when he's training and stuff like that, so you see him yeah. actually age, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, but I think Rocky two is the one that in the series kind of, you know, there's that climax of that Rocky climax where in the first one, it, what threw everybody off probably was he lost at the end. And I think nobody expected it And this one, you know, it's the, what we expected kind of ending where he actually wins. Um, so I think that's, that's, uh, that's why I, I really liked Rocky too. What do you guys think? Well, okay, go, 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 you, you, you talk. Well, I think yeah, if you look at, well, most, most of the Rockies are, there's, it's a really good story. So that's why people go back to it. Not only it's a good story, it's, it's written very well and the characters are very well developed. I find, and you're attached to those, to the to those characters, through all of the entire series. Uh, Sylvester Stallone got a little flack of acting Rocky the way he did, but it was the perfect match for that character. And uh, I thought, the, I think the entire series is a great series. But but Rocky too, yeah, I agree with you, Philip. It's uh, it was a great continuation of of Rocky one. Also, he has a face. Uh, uh, he has a boxer's face. <laughs> a boxer's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's 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 a, it's a character, and a, he has a stature in that face where you can believe that he could have been in a ring and fought for all those years. I don't know. He just has that look to him that it fits him really, really well. And you can say the same thing about uh, Rambo. Um, he has that. I don't know. There's just that something about that. <laughs> With that rugged face, right? yeah. Green <laughs> yeah. the rain. All right, Johnny, Steve. Uh, I'll go. 
No, look, I like seriously. I like all Rocky movies. I like them all, and the one I, I like is because it's it's basically you could say it's almost based on, on on a real boxer. How how they progress in life. There's the ups and the downs. Some people they they, they love the fame that, that boxing or any other sport. Some people want the fame, the notice, and other people just want to they do it because they love it. They want to take the paycheck and just want to, and they want to be off the lim limelight. They don't want to be noticed. Nothing. And, and so I liked about it because the one and two, as much as it's the same storyline, but it's different because it changes. Like how one, it's a creed. If you look at him, he, he his persona in front of the camera is not the same way the way he is behind behind the camera. And and and, and what's called uh, and Rocky, his persona in the camera, off the camera, he's also the same person. And and uh, and the story like just cut from back to to, to the end. That at the end they end up being on the on the beach together and they're kind of like like buddies. So it's kind of nice because in part one they were they hit each other's guts and 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 Rocky didn't understand why. Goes look, I never met this guy. I never talked to him. He already hate, he already hates my guts. Goes well, well, he's making fun of me. And it's, it's and it's all about who's good in making a show and who's not. And it's kind of if you look at boxing, it's basically and I think Rocky or Sylvester Stallone really. He took a lot of real popular boxers in those days, and he made it, and he made it more realistic. And that's why I find Rocky a whole series great because even the fifth one, even though it's not talked about, but it makes sense because he, it's like sometimes like when you become so popular, you don't want your son to become a, a boxer because you know the heartaches. You want your son to become a doctor, a lawyer, and everything. So you take a stranger, but then sometimes a stranger might strike back at you while your son won't. And so it's so funny. It was old stories or anything. But everything follows perfectly. It's personally, it's a soap opera, soap opera for guys. There you go, and some and women too. Some women will might like it too. And personally, that's what I love about it. The uh, Rocky, I could watch all five one shot, including with the Creed and uh, and all that. No, he, it's well, that, he, that, yeah. Sorry, sorry. To you off. He, he actually uh, went on record and saying that the fight scenes, uh, the boxing matches at the end. Uh, the way that he choreographed it is that he went in history and looked at the best boxers uh, until that time, and he kind of built those matches around the best sequences that he he saw uh, in the past. So Rocky Marciano, uh, Joe Lewis, um, and nameless others. He actually took all those footage and he took the best parts and he made it into a he made it into a sequence or a, a fighting scene. Um, so well, like like Creed, if you look at him, his persona is almost uh, Muhammad Ali, you know. And uh, I remember there was a lot of documentaries of people saying like Rocky was based on their on their life story, or he was the, this guy. I, know, I watched a documentary a couple of years ago, and he goes that uh, Rocky was based on on his lifestyle. Cause and then to compare his lifestyle to to Rocky, he was always an underdog. So. That's what that's what it makes it so good because it's so real and it's a bit, like there's a little bit of con and it's, you feel it, it looks it looks and it feels real and that's what's good about it and that's that thing that not Steven's turn my turn okay uh, Rocky series has always been a favorite of mine I I think it's one of the classic ones of the tale of an underdog who who wins the day and um, I can watch them all over and over again and I still like I'll jump up and down when I hear the Rocky music I want to take a run like Sylvester Stallone does in the movie uh, I want to tra train harder after I watch a Rocky movie it's it's motivational it's uplifting um, I know everybody looks 
said sometimes Stallone as Rocky is not a bright guy, but if you listen to some of the stuff that he says, you know, like, you know, like life is, you take the punches and you get up and you keep going. That's what life's about. It's not winning. It's not losing. It's how you take those punches and how you roll with it. There's a lot of good stuff in there that keeps you motivated. And, um, that's what I, I like about Rocky. I, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of Rocky five. It, it's there, but it's not the greatest. Uh, but Rocky two is a worthy sequel. It, it shows him, uh, trying to, you know, get over the fact that he didn't win the fight. Uh, Apollo is like, you know, also showing that he didn't, it was like a split decision. So they're both not happy with the result. They're both trying to find a way to resolve it. Um, you know, there's another line in, in Rocky 2 where he goes up to Adrian. He goes, I never told you to stop being a woman and you can't stop telling me to be a man. And, you know, I, I do what I do. I box, you know, and I think there's just, you know, to be who you are and accept it. And, you know, you move with it and you accept what you are and you do what you do. Um, Rocky is, I don't know, it's always been a favorite. It's a classic. Rocky 2 deserves to be on the list for, I can go for another six hours. It's, it's, it deserves to be on the list. Actually, you know, I'll take three, four. I'll even put Rocky Balboa. I'll put Creed. They're all worthy. He's found a character you can root for. And that's the bottom line. No matter what it is, you root for this guy because, you know what, he's a little bit of everybody. You know, everybody has their moments of doubt. Everybody has their their days they don't feel 100%. And, you know, and it's taking each day one step at a time. And you just move forward slowly. And that's what he keeps doing. And um, I think it's just a motivational series. And, and you know, as, as silly as he sounds and looks in the movie, he's got a lot of good things to say in it. If you listen to it, and it's just a great series, and Rocky Two, in my opinion, deserves to be on this list without a doubt. Okay, just to interrupt you, you think maybe it came perfect because the reason he was average looking, it felt more real. Because like, not all Hollywood movies, they're all perfect people. Perfect. Well, he was wives. chiseled by the third one. I just think it's just his character that he wasn't smart. He was he was normal. Well, he, he came off as not. He's not well schooled, but yes. he's smart in life. Because like you said, if you listen to what he says, like even like when he goes to Creed, he goes up to him, look in the mirror, take your jabs, you're a person, yourself. You're not fighting the other guy. In that ring, you're fighting first yourself to be who you are. That's your fight. If you win that fight, the other fight comes easy. And it's, that's a brilliant speech. It's motivational. Yeah, but he said, you don't have to go to Harvard. You know, I, he doesn't have to use the biggest words to say it. He just says, look in the mirror. That's the only guy you're competing with in this world is yourself. And that's was fantastic. And I sat there and Creed and went, holy, holy crap. That's just fantastic. And he has all, in every movie, he has a line like that, that he pulls somewhere out of his hat. So, he, like I said, he's not well-schooled, but he's well-schooled in, in life. And that's why I'm saying, because the reason that he's, he's like a normal, it's, it's like... It, he's the look, underdog. He's yeah, underdog. and he doesn't look like a, like now if you put a, a boxer in now, then I put George Clooney, they put a good-looking guy. You know, and a good-looking wife, and everybody's sexy and gorgeous. While Rocky, it looks like the family next door. Yeah, that's, and, and that's that, why it works. That's why it works, exactly. I, I agree. I, I don't know where I, I heard this, but I think initially they then he wasn't supposed to act in his own movie. No, he wasn't, yeah. He was he was supposed to have other actors, and it ended up, I don't know, I don't remember the reason why he ended up doing it. Uh, he ended up... I think I it was to save money at the end. It was just to save money on the script. It was just yeah. Come to and he he said, "Well, I might as well act in my own movie." And he decided to yeah. do it. And you know what? A lot of people will 
say Sylvester Stallone's not a great actor. I think Steve said that uh, not too long ago. Um, I, I mean, bet, if yeah. you look, if you look, yeah. if you look at the way that it's acted, he plays the character itself. The movie itself, you may not be a fan of. Even even Rocky Five, it's not a great movie, but the way that he portrays that character is, I guess, perfect for him. It's a perfect role, but it transcends the 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 screen, and you believe him. And and it's yeah. it's the typical story of a of the school of no a guy not having a lot of schooling, getting a chance in life, not missing that chance, taking the me- best opportunity, and going to the school of hard knocks and learning yeah. how life works through you no know, how how life works and having life experiences going through it. And what's great about the series, and obviously in Rocky II, you didn't know there would be like six other <laughs> Rockies, <laughs> but it's nice that you can see the evolution of a character from when he was young, started playing, till even, in theory, Creed is not really a continuation. It's more of a spinoff than a continuation. But you can see, you can see like, you know, the, the, the character is getting old. Yeah, and you see him taking that knowledge that he has gained through all the previous movies through life, and giving it to a new generation. And you know, the last one, no Creed. I I have to admit, I I, I went in going, okay, it's going to be another Rocky one, which it kind of was in a way. Yeah, uh, in a different in a different a, a little bit of a different way. But I I really liked the movie. I liked yeah. what they did with the character. I liked what they did with it. So. Um, and I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I went to see it. I yeah. was. I mean, they, go it was the black. Uh, what's called the 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 black horse? You was called. You know, you you don't expect it. It ends up being more more better than you ever thought it would be. Yeah, I thought it would be just. But I was really time flew by. One of the best movies. That's why I was it almost all. Every time I said, "Oh no, another Rocky." How good can it be? And yeah. you know what? I like them all except well, number five is is decent, but it's, it's not as good as the rest. Number five is not. Yeah. Made, it's not made for the theater. It's made to to, to I, rent it at home. But yeah, I think I just think Stallone was was tired of that character. I think he wanted to move on, and I think they didn't want him to. And he's the kind of actor. Well, you know, if he does a Rocky or Rambo, people bitch about that he's too many. And if he doesn't give them a Rocky or Rambo, people bitch because he doesn't give him Rocky or Rambo. That you do it. That you don't. Exactly. So, but I think he. He was tired at that point. I think to rest, and it rested well, and came back with Balboa, which you know, that was another one that was I could not believe how good that was. You know, that that one was it's just, it's just, that one was really really good, and that one yeah. that was the one that surprised me. Yeah, because I went in going off. Come on, really, another yeah. Rocky? Like, uh, uh, seriously, how much I'll can he fight? For money. <laughs> but but at the end, they. He wrote the character in a way that he is getting older, yeah. and he can't train the same way he used to train before. Exactly. So the training mentality was different when he was training for that fight. Um, his life experiences has changed. Uh, you know, it. It. There's something like again. He. He. There was an. There was enough in the movie that was common to the Rocky series that. But there was enough there was new stuff to the audience as well. We we got older too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
All right, so uh, we could talk about this for like six years. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. So we're going to move over to our number three on our list. All right, so this movie. You make him enough or you can't refuse. Can't refuse. Oh, Godfather. Exactly. So this you're my is... Godfather? I didn't know you are my Godfather. <laughs> oh, my yes, God. Yes, my God. So, uh, so this is uh, Godfather 2. Uh, out of the tri- Godfather trilogy, uh, starring Al Pacino. I, I mean, this cast is beyond amazing. Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, D- Diane Keaton, Robert De Niro, Talia Sh- Shire, uh, Morgana King, John Cazale, uh, Mariana Hill, Lee Strasberg. Uh, obviously, um, produced by Francis Court Lord, Ford, France, Lord, yes, Lord, uh, Francis Lord. Ford Coppola. Uh, based on the Mario Puzo books, um, at the box office it made between uh, it made roughly about fifty five million, um, and it was released on December twentieth, nineteen seventy four. Uh, I will be very honest; I haven't watched this movie in quite a while. Um, I all all I, that I remember from the trilogy is the third one is atrocious, or at least for this series <laughs> is atrocious. Um, but, if we could have refused that offer of watching the third one, I would have refused that <laughs> offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is a Godfather Part Two. Um, obviously, it's considered a classic uh, for any moviegoers. Um, same thing as, you know, in the same vein, mob movies as, you know, Goodfellas, um, even maybe Casino to a point. Uh, so what do you guys think? Why do you guys like this, uh, this, this sequel in particular? Sorry, if I can go first, I just, oh, I just oh, interjected on my apologies. Go for it. I haven't seen it in a while, but what I what I liked at the time, um, I thought it was pretty interesting that they kind of did a sequel, prequel, where you saw the, how do you say it, the uprising of Vito Corleone through being played by uh, Robert De Niro, and then you see the descent of Michael Corleone's uh, morality as he becomes uh, more vicious and power-hungry and you saw the correlation and the ties between the two and how they're keeping this family going. I thought that was interesting. And uh, that's the reason why I thought it was a really good sequel that instead of just, you know, they could have easily just made another mob movie where you just make a couple of hits and shows that he has power. They showed the correlation between father and son and both do their descent into this lifestyle and the triumphs and the tribulations of the family. And I thought that was pretty pretty interesting concept of doing that making a prequel sequel out of it and that's why what's the right that's what i remember from it and what i enjoyed everybody was good in it i mean uh you know you got a stellar cast like you said i don't think there's been a cast as good as that in any other film since um it was just a really good idea to really show father and sons both uprise and descent in that family and that's what I liked about it. And it should be on everybody's list. You got to watch it once in your lifetime. That's for sure. Except for Next. three. I'll go. Okay. For me, a Godfather. It's like, you know, they say they say a job could change a person. Well, that's the whole thing. Because I mean, Godfather number one, Michael, he was the type of guy. He wanted to get out of the family business. He wanted to do a new life. He wanted to be away from the mafia life. And in the second one, it shows the things that happen in in the family in the life. That you get pulled in, you, you get influenced by it, you change. 
So here you have a guy, Michael. Like he was a sweetheart, nice guy. He's very educated. He wanted to to open his own company. This, this. and then he gets he gets molded he, or molded, kind of forced and willing at the same time because he had no choice. That he, he ends up becoming the Godfather, and how he changes, like how how he comes from from a from black to white or white to black, how you prefer it. And that's what I liked about it. It's like sometimes they say, ah, he was made like that. No, the 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 business changed him. And and it just showed that that now like, all the intelligence he had, he became an amazing godfather because he was more smart than he was. And but before he wasn't vicious, things that happened between his family and who's getting killed off and all that, his brother and all that, he came vicious and he and he would venge as I say, revenge you change. Well that's what or and so I liked it. Like I'm more, but I'm not. I like that whole number two, number three. Forget about. It. I don't want to think that, that to me doesn't exist. But that, and that's why I liked about Godfather. It's just that how you know, as Stephen said, he's right. You have to see it at least once. You know, I seen it two, twice. When well, the first time it was at the cinema, and the other time we rented the um, VHR. <laughs> VHS. VHS. Sorry. And then after, I haven't watched it again because. I, you know, it's, it's a kind of movie you, you have to watch with family. You cannot watch it alone. I, I like you know, it's 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 a but but I like even the visual effect. It makes you go back in time. You know, they, they bring, it brings that dull cinema look with all the time music. You kind of feel as if you're looking through a time machine in the past. How life was in those days, and that's how great it was. And that's it. It, it was worth. You know, it's it, it's one of the best movies of those at that time. And right now, still now, also now. I'm not talking anymore. Next. Uh, well, I'll go next. Uh, I have quite a few things to say about The Godfather. Uh, first of all, um, I find it's my personally, it's my favorite uh, sequel. Uh, Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, uh, I think they should be viewed together uh, because they, they flow very well, one into the other. It's a uh, it's a story that's very well written and very well played out. Uh, as for the, the flashback scenes, uh, that was very revolutionary for its time. Uh, not a lot of movies did that, and they, if they did, they didn't do it well, as well as The Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola did a really good job with that. And also, he did the sequel without Brandon... Uh, uh, Brandon Brando, Brandon Brando, Marlon Brando. Brando, Marlon Brando. There you go. <laughs> he was supposed to do a late flashback scene at the end, and he at the end didn't uh, come into an understanding because he he wanted too much money for it. So he didn't make the scene. But when you look at the la that last flashback scene, it's quite uh, it has quite an impact. You never see the actual Godfather in it. But you see Michael Corleone at the end, alone at the table, and it says a lot about his character and where he came from. And it was that was a very good touch that he, they did to that to that movie. Uh, and basically, that's basically it. I mean, The Godfather Two, it's very dark as a movie, uh, especially when they kill off the brother Fredo. Uh, when you look at all that scene and all how cold I could be, how could you kill your own brother, despite whatever he did, you know? Um, anyways, that's it's one of my best sequels, uh, my favorite sequel, that's for sure. 
All right. Um, so that is Godfather 2. That was number three on our list. Now for number two on our list. Um, I'm sure that you've heard of another space uh, series called Star Trek. Uh, and in this case, uh, it would be Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Everybody knows that famous scene where you have William Shatner going, um, So this movie came out on June 4th, 1982. Uh, on a budget of $11.2 it made $97 million. Uh, when it came out, I think if you know, if you look at the, 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 the fans of the series, they will say that this is probably either the one of the best or the best in the series. Um, and this one is actually pretty, for me anyways, it's a little uh, special because it's one of the few mu movies other than I think our number one pick. Uh, where number two surpasses number one, uh, the original film. Uh, yeah. St Star Wars, uh, sorry, Star Trek, the original, the motion picture. Um, I think there was a high expectation from it. And even looking back on it now and watching it now, it's still not a super movie uh, compared to the movies that came after it and even the TV series or even some of the later TV series like, you know, um, like uh, The Next Generation or Voyager or whatever. Um, um, so Star, Star Trek 2, I think, is one of the best in the series. It has a great, uh, I mean, you have a great cast in this movie uh, with Ricardo Montalban as, reprising his role as Khan, uh, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. Um, I mean, everyone from the original is in there. It's just a fun, entertaining movie from beginning to end. Um, basically, it's, I think, other than the Borg, it's one of the best villains in the TV, in the, the movie series. Um, I think it, hold, it still holds up today. I mean, if I watch it when it's on TV, it's one of those movies that I kind of have to watch it till the end. Even if I have, like, I didn't watch the majority of the movie, I just like, oh, there's half an hour, I'll watch it till the end. Um, obviously I'm a big Star Trek fan, so that's, <laughs> that helps a lot, but, um, I really love the series. I think it merits to be on this list, uh, at least number two on our list. And, uh, I want to know what you guys think. So take it away, guys. I could go for it. I could go first. You go? I could go first. I mean, I uh, uh, actually, uh, I agree with you, Philip, that, uh, the second, the, the Wrath of Khan was better than the actual Star Trek movie, but I think it's because the in the first movie, the entire cast had, didn't play together for the longest time. So I think they, they got, it was almost like a dry run for, for the second, for the Wrath of Khan. What do you think? That's it? No, no, but what do you, no, but what do you think? Oh, Philip. Oh, Philip. Oh, Philip. Oh, Philip. Oh, Steve or whatever. Um, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, you think, I, yeah you think it's, it's very possible. I think well, the first one, don't forget the first one. The first movie of every movie, it's the origin. It, it, it explains how how it proceeds. It's basically the prelude of all the movies and trying to uh, start the storyline. But same exact thing with Star Wars. Same thing with Rocky and everything. Like Rocky number one, all the movies number one, the first one. It's all always about the the, the storyline, the origin storyline. But you have to say, you didn't write, even Philip, number two. It was the 
of that series was the best of all the best. You know, the, uh, I should, sorry, Dean, Dean, I cut you off. <laughs> Go for it, Dean. Well, I didn't, no, that's, well, that's fine. No, well, I was asking you guys if, yeah, what if you we, guys thought about it. If we can talk about number number one or the motion picture for one second, not not that I'm saying that I disagree that number two is be it is better by a million miles, but number one was plagued by a few things. By First, it was supposed to be a TV miniseries and broken up into two to three parts. And secondly, the film, if you saw it in the theater, it was actually never completed. Um, they actually completed it now for the Blu-ray release where they re-put uh, all the special effects. Because if you look at the scene on Vulcan, Spock is facing two suns and it's pitch black. So, I mean, it's not complete. Um, so it, the movie was hurt because it never was finished. They had a... Paramount promised it for, I think, whatever, whatever it was for Christmas or whatever time frame it was, or for the summer, sorry, and it wasn't complete. But by any means, it's still not a great... I still call it Star Trek The Boring Picture, but uh, <laughs> Star Trek Two is the better film. But just to say, it was never completed, and it was supposed to be a TV miniseries. But Paramount saw money in it, and they decided to put it in the theaters. So that's why it wasn't... had to have the movie... It missed something. It, 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 it wasn't movie finished. magic. Yeah, it wasn't it was finished. Missing something, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it's long. It's there's no action per se. There's no chemistry. But if you look at it, it does remind me of the Next Generation because the guy is called number one, I think, and it's very reminiscent. It leads to the Next Generation. It's the blueprint, but yeah. the film itself is not complete. But I digress. Shall we go back to the Wrath of Khan? Let's go back to the Wrath of Khan. Who's next? Yeah, I, I, same thing. Well, whatever the Wrath of Khan, I love it because it was. Look, it was one of the darkest of, of, the, of all the Star Trek stories, lines, even the TV series, where he puts that worm in the ear to torture them and all that. And then when he's, he's telling them, goes, we crashed over here, you, you abandoned us and everything. It was, it was, it reminded me like, like Star Trek Vietnam style kind of sense. You know, and no, and it's personally, it, I remember when I was in that movie, I loved it. I, lo I, I couldn't wait to go buy the, the, the DVD. Not DVD, it was, it was a VHS there. Couldn't wait to rent it. it. It was... And then all the ones that came later on, it was up for myself, it was all flops. It didn't, didn't interest me. as I was always going back to Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. It was the best. I mean, I think it was the best of those of that, that year's series. Well, there's some, there's, some, there's some sequels. Like, I, I still think that in terms of sequels, Star Trek Two is probably the top one, but there were pretty strong sequels in terms of um, not with necessarily with the original cast, but with um, you know the uh, was it f uh, First Contact, Star Trek First Contact, the one with the Borg. Yeah, that was very good. That that one was a very a very good movie. It was a very strong movie, and it was actually pretty good, pretty cool in how the how the writing and, and everything on that was so. Yeah, I, I do agree that Star Trek II is probably the best sequel in the series. There were still 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 some str strong so showings. Oh my God, I may I may be drunk. Uh, <laughs> You're not uh, alone. <laughs> uh, there, there may be strong so showings with other movies after, but the thing about Star Trek, it's it's weird because the movie in most cases is either really weak or it's really strong. There's no in between. Usually when people look at a Star Trek movie, it's either it sucks 
<laughs> like, there's no, yeah. like, eh. Or it's like, yeah, this is actually a pretty good movie. It's one of the better ones. Um, so there's kind of, like, that that middle ground that doesn't seem to exist. Um, but def- this one is definitely a, sh- uh, a strong showing and is one of the, the better ones in the series. All right. Yep. So now, drum roll. We're down to our last one in our series. Oh, sorry. May I? May I oh, may oh I, go for it. Yeah, go sorry, for it. I forgot. I uh, um, I just wanted to say I, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek too. Uh, the Wrath of Khan was an extension of an episode called Space Seed with Ricardo Maltapon, and it was really cool that they went back and revisit that character. And um, that was, I think, the ending of Star Trek II was one of the, with the biggest emotional impact in the series. I think seeing Spock die, sorry for the spoiler if you haven't seen it, um, you know, having him die, I, I remember my mom and my sister crying in the theater in disbelief. And that's how much an effect it had on us. Um, as crazy as that is, our family was so heavily into Star Trek that we cried when 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 Spock died, um, it's it's a superior movie to the motion picture. It's, it's probably one of the strongest in the series. And again, I love it. I'm a Trekkie, and this one is one of my favorites and should be on the list. All right. Oh, just sucker kissed it. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, so that was it for Star Trek Two. So now officially for real, down to our number one pick for top sequel. For the AroundTable.ca podcast, um, you guys, most of our listener may pro- listeners may probably know this. Um, it's a classic starring the great Arnold Schwarzenegger, Alastair Baby, uh, Linda Hamilton, uh, Linda Hamilton, and Robert Patrick as well. Um, this is Terminator Two: Judgment Day, which re- which was officially released July third, nineteen ninety one. It had a budget of 102 million. It uh, grossed uh, over 520 million at the box office. Um, I remember going and see this at the movie, uh, and I remember being a fan of the original one. And I think, uh, as I alluded to before, it's one of those movies where I believe the sequel is superior to the original one. Not saying that the original one was not good at all. It was a, no. it was a typical action flick with a lot of explosions and it was fun to watch but there was something about terminator 2 in terms of the uh the computer graphics which surprisingly still holds up today even without a remaster um the storyline is very strong um i mean it's obviously at that time we didn't know there would be like another another one that has like eight eight sequels not necessarily all great um, but at the time, this was a, a, a huge movie at the box office. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, it's, a, I think it, it's one of the best Schwarzenegger movies. Um, it's one of the best James Cameron movies as well. Um, I think it still holds through the test of time. And I think it's, it merits to be number one on, on our list. Uh, but what do you guys think? Okay, I'll disagree with you, Philip. Number, the Terminator number one was just as great as number two, or even better. Don't forget, you gotta think this way: when when Terminator first number one came out, you just see skulls, skulls on the field, 
and you see all these uh, wasteland, you see these tractors going through these tracks and just breaking the skulls. And then you see this, then you see these guys with dogs in, uh, in sewers or, or tunnels, whatever. And you, the dogs are sniffing every human. You're wondering why. And then you're watching these, you think these two kids are watching TV, but they're really they're cooking a rat in a, in a, in a TV screen. So number one was amazing. And number two, it was it was just as good as number one. It just progressed from number one to number two. So like like you can I, can I, like this one here, I will not say two is better than number one. I would say just, it's just as good as number one. And the, the point is I like it because now you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, spoiler alert. Now he's programmed to be good now. He's sent back to be a good Terminator. Well, not Terminator, because right now he's a good person. And they sent some a more highly evolved robot to the future to change the timeline again, even though it was a slight change already, but wasn't dramatically altered that much. It's look. The reason I like Terminator is because I'm I'm a, a science geek, and I, everything they 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 showed it makes sense. It's like comparing Star Trek to Star Wars. I'm a I'm a Trekkie because Star Trek makes makes perfect sense on the science field, on paper. Star Wars doesn't. Terminator 2 or Terminator 1, whatever, it makes sense on paper. Trying to change the timeline to to to, uh, to win a war. Why spend so much money if you can send something in the, back in the time? Change one just to get rid of, eliminate one person and you win the war in the future. Brilliant, you know. And yeah, but, it's um, still, but it's still it's still over the top. I mean, you, you still can't do travel, so it's still like it's not realistic. It's fun and, to watch, well, but it's okay. not realistic. He, he, he does, he's, he's able to do one-time jump. He's not, he's, he's not an example when you have Doctor Who, Doctor Who or these other guys. They could jump, they could, uh, jump time uh, from the past to the future 20,000 times or teleport and this and this. They, it's like they're able to do it one shot. And if you think of it, that yeah, time machine, but, if you think how big that room was. But even okay. now, but even that one shot is impossible. As of right now, as of today. You know, not well. Look, excuse me. Twenty years ago, they go genetically to uh, DNA to create uh, life or cloning or create dinosaurs. Impossible. Now all of a sudden, they're saying yes, it could be done. Yeah, so what? But, no, but wait, not, but wait, but wait. You're but, you're oh, comparing oh. you're comparing cloning to time travel. I'm sorry, but time travel doesn't exist right now. It's not realistic. No, it's a great not. it's a great idea. But don't forget, Philip, who created a time machine? Was it humans or was it robots? I don't care. It doesn't make it's sense. Robot. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't ah, scientif scient scientifically you're what you're saying is that you're saying that the Star like the, the the technology in Star Trek makes sense. And the, no, the technology the, 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 the technology in Terminator, well it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Time travel doesn't exist. It's fun to watch, it's fun to think about it. But it doesn't make sense. That's but that's you know, there's still scientists. But wait, Philip, you know, there's still scientists right now. They're still trying, to, trying to find theories and, and correct mistakes, or trying to do things. Trying, time yeah, but, but wait, trying is a lot different. Yeah, we, they're they're trying. They're trying right now. They're trying on a right now on a, on a molecular level. They're trying to do a transporter in Star Trek, on a, on a, for with one atom. They can't get that yeah. to work. So. I mean, but, yes, the technology is moving towards that, and maybe in twenty years, it's something that could possibly happen. But right yeah. now, that no, no, doesn't no, work. No, excuse me. I'm talking about the when you watch Terminator Two, right? Yeah. The time machine, okay, was created in the in the future, where, where the Terminators were conquering the humans, and and, and they want and they, 
to eliminate all the rebellions of the humanoids, yes. they, they, they create a time machine to go back into the past to, to, to kill off the, the rebellion leader, right? Yeah. Okay, now that's the future of Earth present. Which means, and, and again, it's not the humans who created it. It was robots, which means that computer intelligence. So these guys were able to analyze all every all the great scientists at that time, all their 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 data of the of the time travel, put their input, and they were able to create a time machine. And the because the, 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 I like about it, okay, because look, time machine is it's something people want to prove that might happen, but it might not happen. But it's something we always hope for. Yeah. But the thing. It's it's not like you see like in comic books. You see people with time machine. It's a little a little door. You go inside and you go to the future, the past. This thing was like it was the size of a warehouse to show how complex it was. They cannot create a little a little machine. It had to be humongous. It was like, and the humans had to use their time machine to go back to the past. So kind of sense the thing like maybe humans cannot create a time machine, but robots can. That's that's all I'm saying. And yeah. if, 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 don't forget, robots, they are more intelligent than humans. Oh, they're supposed to be. So they, they could find the, the, the way of doing it. But the whole thing is, I like it. I like the way it was. It's a, I like the way, like, it was a little like, hey, it could be true. It could be like like Terminators. Look, I remember when Terminators came out, I go, ah, it's never going to happen. Now there was a documentary I seen a, a couple of months ago. They're saying... Are everybody panicking that that the uh, Terminator lifestyle will will appear to us? Because now robots are getting more evolved. They're getting they're able to do this and they're able to they're able to so to think and they're able to do this. It goes could it happen? And they're talking to scientists. Oh no, no, well not. Yes, it will. But twenty years ago, or was it thirty years ago that the movie came out? Yeah, uh, 90, ninety-one. Yeah, we're talking about a, we're talking about there was no cellular phones. We had all page, we had a lot of little mini pagers. It was impossible. Oh, it'll never happen. Now, like people are worrying about these things. Hey, we're we're getting close to the Terminator uh, kind of movie style. That robot could take over without us knowing it. So you know, like thirty years, it changed dramatically people's opinion about robots. So same thing with Time Machine. It's like maybe humans can never create one because maybe we're not that desperate. But then again, making that the robots are desperate and they and they they don't. They create things not because of money. They think because they're robots. They'll find a way, maybe. Yeah, anyway, I, I, I see. I, I see your point in the sense that, yeah, it's it's the future machines that created the time machine. Yeah, I, was I, new- I, I, I I was interpreting in the sense that you were saying that it seemed to be realistic that they're doing that on paper, in sense that oh, the technology is there. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like well, you could think of like. The robots seen that the papers were there, and they were able to find the errors that humans were always miscalculating, mm-hmm. or because they didn't have the foresight to see it better, more further than, than a realistic robot vision of intellect, that they were able to perfect it. But even though they were able to perfect the mistakes that humans are doing, the time machine was still the size of a humongous warehouse, which is, to me is like, I love that part, because it's trying to say how complex is to create a time machine. What they didn't tell you, know? you is it, it was the uh, the rubbles of the um, the Olympic Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> was it then there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, that, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's sinking. <laughs> slowly. It's slowly in time. Slowly, slowly in time. time. 
No, All that's right. it. And personally, that's, that's why I like the Terminator 2. It was very well done. And as you said, Philip, the visual, the special effect, it's still great. Like, I watched it, and I, like, I watched it two years ago. I still find it as amazing, you know? No, the, and I'm just thing, waiting for my nephew to get older to watch the whole series with him again. <laughs> like, when I, when I, I, I said this before, when um, I rewatched it not too long ago, I forget what it was. It was on TV or something. And it was, like, they haven't, to my knowledge, they haven't remastered this movie. I, I think they did. They put it on Blu-ray, but I don't think they've remastered it. I know there's a 4K, a 4K version coming out and yeah. a, two, a 3D version, but um, I know the first Terminator is yes, is the fir- remastered. Yes, the first one was redone. But I'm talking about Terminator Two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna because, now you got me curious because to to me I'm watching it now. It still it still holds up to any big block, blockbuster movies that's very CGI intensive today. I mean, well, it was one of the first ones with the CGI's at the time. Yeah, but even then, you, you think about it. This is twenty five years ago. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, and it's it's you still know, that, that's what this. Still... I I'm like I, yeah, I'm sure that you know to the trained eye you can probably see a few problems here and there. <laughs> Of course, but 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 in general, it's twenty five years, and it could probably still, you know, if it, let's say this never came out and came out this year, it would still hold up. I I don't think that it would like be number one. The storyline is intriguing, which is amazing, and number two, the graphics the the graphics are still they still hold up, and it's not remastered. That's the thing, if and. Because a lot of other movies, like you know, if you look at the original Star Star Trek um, uh, series, it was remastered HD. I think the first season of Star Trek: Gener- New, The Next Generation was done. Um, you know, the movie, the Star Wars movies were all remastered. Um, yeah. So you know, with the time, like they look great, but they're still not the original. In this case, it's it's a movie that still holds up. It still holds its own. Twenty five years later, what other movie can you say? in terms of graphics or in terms of movie, not storyline, because that, that could always hold up, but in terms of graphics and visuals that holds up 25 years later. You know, I look at Speed now, which came out roughly around the same time, and even that doesn't hold up very well in certain circumstances. You know, that, that bus <laughs> that bus that jumps doesn't... It makes it, 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 there's no way in physics that makes sense, even the way they filmed it. Yes, ask Ben Diesel. He'll see. He'll say it's true. You could yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that's. Uh, I guess that's my 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 uh, take and John's take, Johnny's take. How about you guys, uh, Steve and, and Dino? You don't even want to go for it. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. Um, I agree with you guys pretty much. Uh, the special special effects were out of this world at the time. That's what I remember when I went to watch it at the the theater. And also, what's Quite cool is that back in the in the day, James Cameron was able to switch gender uh, of the movie, the type of movie, because the first one was more of a horror slash. You said gender. Slasher type you, you said gender. Oh, sorry. It's genre. It's genre. Yeah. Okay. Genre. I, was, I was like, <laughs> I was a gender kid. <laughs> Someone came a girl. A girl came a guy. I don't know. We're talking about. The Terminator, not the transsexual. <laughs> yeah, so he he took a film that was a uh, 
uh, a horror movie type of slasher type of movie with Terminator, Terminator 1, and he made something completely different for Terminator 2, but still you feel it's part of the same franchise, which is pretty unique, I find. Uh, uh, that's what stood out really from Terminator 2, and yeah, yeah, it was a great movie and it still holds up today, that's for sure. Steve? Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um, great special effects still to this day. Uh, James Cameron was, has always been an innovator, and he proved it uh, with this one. Uh, the special effects still hold up. Um, I really like that he made Schwarzenegger the good, good guy. It was an interesting choice. I personally still would like to have seen him play the bad guy, because I think he really plays a menacing bad guy. Um, it was very, It's very well done. Uh, you know, they're, again, dealing with the consequences of the first one, bringing it over to the second one. Um, all around, just a great sequel. Um, maybe not as action-packed. Well, I mean, it is action-packed as the first one, but I don't know how to say it. I thought the, I thought the first one was more dark, dark, dirty, and Schwarzenegger yeah. was more menacing. This one, you know, Schwarzenegger became, you know, America's favorite guy, our hero. So he became the good guy. And I like it, but yet I, I kind of still wish that he would have played the bad guy. Because you know, when you see Rob, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the Liquid Terminator guy, Patrick Harris? Patrick, there? Patrick, uh, no, uh, pa uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, Robert thank Robert. you. You know, when you see him throwing Schwarzenegger around, uh, you know, I, I, every once in a while I kind of go, uh, it, doesn't it doesn't look right. It's technology. I know it's technology, but it's still, I, I think it would have been really cool to see Schwarzenegger grab somebody else and just throw them across the room, you know, and just like trying to get to John and, John and, and Sarah, you know. That would have been cool. Uh, besides that, I think it's a great movie. It still holds up today. Great storytelling. Great messages. I mean, it still shows him, you know, like when John tells uh, Arnie not to kill him, he goes, why, I'm a Terminator, you know. I think uh, there's a lot of overtones showing the, the problems with violence. And it was there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie, uh, more, than, more than the traditional action film that we had at that time. So in my case, I'll have to agree this has to go on. On our list and you know number one i have no problem putting it up there and that's my take on terminator 2 judgment day all right that i think wraps up our i think that wraps up our uh this episode so thanks for everyone for uh for listening um if you guys want to leave your comments you can uh you can go to our, our roundtable.ca website to go to a contact us form um you can also go to uh, on Twitter at aroundtable.ca with two R's. Uh, no, it's a round table, right? Just with two R's. Um, and then uh, roundtable.ca on Facebook. Uh, also via email at allaroundtable at gmail.com. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you next week. Ciao.